Please do your own research. Nothing here is investment advice. I remember you telling me to have a look at Constellation software and specifically Mark Leonard's shareholder letters in 2016. Actually, pretty much a few weeks after I met you. Don't remind me. Yeah, yeah, because... Um, Only I knew. It was like, yeah, Willie, check this out, but it's just too expensive. I just think I didn't... I didn't truly understand it enough. Well, the, and now that's interesting. What what do you um what do you understand now that you didn't understand then? A lot, <laughs> everything probably, but more specifically to consolation. I mean, I'm, I'm expecting a reasonably long list. Yeah, exactly. How long you got? No, I, I think I didn't appreciate just well. I think obviously how good the management team are, but also just the how the characteristics of VMS are almost perfect to run a creative programmatic MA over a long periods of time. And so that was that was that was, that was, that was one thing, which is you know, the, the, the characteristics of, of mission critical, you know, with high cost of implementation and ripping out, you know, attrition under five percent, buying these assets for five, six times EBIT, and just overall those characteristics are just are, are perfect to run programmatic acquisition at scale because you can you can institutionalize M and A in a way which pushes it down the organization and enables you to scale M and A. Right. So, for example, if you go and look at Halma or even Danaher or, or frankly any other business that that uses accretive M and A to grow um, or as a key part of their whole of, of the whole strategy. At some point in time, you hit an inflection point where you have to hit, typically I think it's around five in, in, in operating income, where you know, if you want to grow 20%, 10-20%, you've got to add you know, 50, 100 million in EBIT. When you're buying, when, when, you know, when organic growth is low, you've got to be acquiring 25, 50 million, 60 million in actual operating income. Well, you know, 10, 12, you're, you're buying assets that are 600, 700 million dollars. These are, these are big acquisitions. So you end up at some point in time, you just happen, you, you know, the organizations get pushed into doing bigger acquisitions. You know, when you're buying mission critical recurring revenue, you know, with, with, with below 5% attrition, you can, you can kind of institutionalize the MA process around there and be pretty sure that when you have a, when you have a thousand, companies in your data set you can be pretty sure on how those companies are going to behave so i think the character i didn't appreciate the characteristics of vms and how you and then obviously there's the second point which is that's all well and good but how do you actually operationally organize humans to do that and then i didn't appreciate how good the management team were in organizing and, and, and delegating m a down that's another thing that most other management teams just they just can't or won't do that Leonardo's cracked, and I think I've written about this, but part of his genius that I think is somewhat underestimated is how he has organized consolation to delegate M&A down the organization. And and you have, I mean, they've done 135 acquisitions last year, 134. I mean, <laughs> that's one every other working day. Can you just imagine? 
there's no other planet on Earth that buys a company, closes an acquisition every other. Like, it's, like, it's 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 almost un, it's almost unbelievable, you know. So I think that that was one thing. And if I look back in then, I I didn't appreciate those two things that have. Yeah, it was come too late in <laughs> the last few years. Well, a bit longer than that, but yeah, it took me it took me a couple of years to fully understand that, and you know, and 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 then that's where it kind of le- leads us to today, which is you know, and 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 maybe consolation has just pushed out that inflection point further, right? And maybe they've just maybe they will hit it at some point, and I think they are. You know, one of the questions we've been exploring right now, so. Is you know we've just come across so many different competitors. So you know, we're doing sourcing for consolation. One of the one of the questions we've been exploring is like again the, the persistence of IRRs, similar to birth of what we just discussed. But when we've been finding executives, we just keep finding fairly senior people that have left consolation, walked down the road, and effectively set up shop and buying the same assets. With the somewhat the same strategy and, and sometimes similar-ish permanent capital, but mainly private equity capital, you know. But but effectively they're buying similar, well, similar VMS assets. So that that kind of led to our first piece that we've written on the on our enterprise tier, which was the pretty much a competitive analysis of consolation, which was we went and interviewed over a dozen people running. VMS focused acquirers, right across Europe, across the US. That goes from Valsoft to even some of the smaller ones. Some of them, some of them started this year or last year. Um, and 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 the whole piece and the whole piece of research was really based around two simple questions, right? Firstly, what are what are you what are the what are you doing? Like, what are these competitors actually buying, and how much are they paying for these assets? So, are they buying? Organic growers or, or stagnant on-prem? Are they buying SaaS or on-prem? Are they buying certain vec- certain verticals? Are they you know so what are they actually buying, and how much are they paying? Are they paying three times revenue, five times EBIT, and then secondly, more importantly, like how 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 does this actually impact CSI? How does this impact consolation software? How does this impact the future or incremental returns on capital for consolation? And that was the whole that was part of what formed our, our research for the last. I guess the last year, really, in, in trying to understand that, and because, like you said, like you know, I might, I think the penny dropped a while ago on on how attractive, you know, maybe much later than it should have, or much later than others, in terms of how how good VMS is as an asset class to roll up, and the quality and the ability for them to deploy M and A down the organization. But is is the competitive landscape changing now? And does that mean that, that those RICs are going to really be lower than expected? And that was what kind of led to the that piece that we've written on the on the enterprise. Let's talk about the focus of the field work right now. After that, so a few months spent on on competition. Yeah, well, there's it's focused on larger acquisitions, which they've been ramping up on. And so, obviously, they closed the Altera deal, the Allscripts acquisition, which is the biggest and biggest they've done. They've so over seven hundred million. Dollars and actually, if you you know, if you track the acquisitions in Q1, Q2, for whatever reason, they seem slower than last year in terms of the absolute number of acquisitions. So, for example, they done 134 last year, 
I think now I don't think they're I don't think they're above fifty now. That in terms of the now they might they've deployed more capital because they've bought wide orbit, they're buying bigger assets. But that basically that suggests that they're buying they're buying they're, you know that for whatever reason they're buying bigger assets now. It just so happens that we, you know, we've done a bunch of work on the competition, and you know, could that be the increased competition of the last few years of a pushing constellation to do, you know, more carve outs, more distressed buying, buying bigger assets because they can't find their typical median. I call it like their median size transaction, which is like four million, four five million revenue, and four five million in in, in EV. That they're not. In, a, in an ideal world for Constellation, what they'd want is they want to just keep doing, you know, keep keep doing these four or five million, keep buying four or five million VMS businesses and just do do fifty of them, a hundred of them, one hundred and fifty, two hundred, and you know, obviously it's very difficult to do, but that's where you get the the high returns on invested capital because you're buying, you're using your, you know, your equity trades at thirty, forty times, and you're using that to finance buy assets at five times. But they're they're now buying whack, you know, they're now buying all scripts, which is a a dying asset effectively. So we've we basically spent you know, we spent the last few months interviewing a, a bunch of people from from all scripts and and actually went back and researched their first. This wasn't actually their first LBO. They've done an LBO in 2018 of a of a business in Quebec that we researched as well. So we've, we're trying to understand exactly how how does CSI run larger acquisitions how. How could this impact the potential future IRLs? And try and understand how that impacts the opportunity from here.